Ha! My name is Austin, and this is Dungeons and Dracon Beams. Previously on Dungeons and Dracon Beams, it was Gabriel's first week at Baskin Robbins, and today was his first day working on his own, not under the supervision of anyone. He was so excited to finally be trusted, so excited to be earning money. He knew this job was made for him when his first week was the Spider-Man flavor, because Spider-Man was his favorite superhero. Clearly, this was his destiny. Plus, this was how he was going to pay for his first car, and he knew exactly what car to. A bright yellow Mustang, he had wanted one ever since he was a little kid, and his dad showed him in his car magazine, he had posters all over his bedroom. As he grabbed the disinfectant spray and the wipe cloths from the closet, he could see that shiny yellow paint as if it were real before his very eyes. And as he approached the condiment bar, the yellow of his daydreams turned a little brown and red, and oh no, what happened? What fresh hell had been wrought before his eyes? Who had done this? Rudy sat on his butt in an empty area of the mall parking lot, nursing his knee. He had been practicing his ollie, and he was so close to getting it, but not this time. He had fallen again. The mall door swinging open caught his attention, and he looked over to make sure nobody had just seen that. His eyes widened as he saw Zack. Zack from TikTok. He was only 10 now, but his goal was that pretty soon, he was going to be good enough to skate, just like Zack. He was with some other kids, and one of them had a drone? Oh, they're probably gonna make super cool, amazing, awesome videos of the best tricks. Rudy heard, come on, get up. We gotta go home before we're late and mom gets mad as his older brother skated over and pulled him up. Leading the way back to his neighborhood, he spared a look behind him, and as the drone took off, Zach walked away. All eyes, Taxon, Ged, Horpajur, human looked up as the massive blade ship rose impossibly into the sky through the open forest floor. The gaping chasm that split the earth was mind-blowing, and it seemed impossible to watch that giant battle-axe-shaped ship move so dexterously. It was an incredible sight to all who watched its belly pull further away, and for the few who had the luxury of a high-tech drone, the view from above was no less breathtaking and terrifying. Nearby in an impossibly dark room sat a ship, dead to the world, in fact, everything in this area was supernaturally still. In the vacuum of regular noise, a sound that would otherwise be impossible to hear was the only hint that this was not a still image paused on some sort of wild 3D movie set, a thrumming noise running through a single pipe into the ship. There were other things there, within the ship, of course not detectable by the human eye or ear. Strings crossing, pressure sensors, motion detectors, shock waves, and then with a sudden flash from the door, a moth had dared wander through a Gleep biofilter and then it fell to the floor, only a few specks of dust. Chad sat quietly by as his new friend, companion, Bart, had a heated discussion with Savannah. He was trying to pretend not to hear, but honestly, they were right there. He tried to tune out that Bart was mad that he hadn't given him the morphing power and her explanation that there was apparently some other source on the planet that had morph tech. He really wasn't sure what to think of Savannah asking Bart to be more open about his feelings. It seemed kind of unfair when she was being so secretive. But he definitely didn't hear that or think that. It was a relief to finally break off from them and not have to pretend to be alone any- Hey, where did Bart go? Arriving at the address that Xander had provided, Zack got ready to go. They had talked this plan over so many times. And now it was up to me. And Max. Both of us. I waddled into the completely normal looking kitchen. Man, it would have been nice to be something slightly more dignified than a freaking duck, but oh well. Xander was standing there looking at me, 
now as if it wasn't totally weird that I had called him out using ThoughtSpeak and then stood in his kitchen, changing from a dog to a human. I guess if you're like a weird robot hologram guy, it's, it's not weird to change. Then I followed him in the basement. Max was telling everybody else what was going on through ThoughtSpeak, but when the floor lurched under my feet and the ceiling started to drop away, it was nerve-wracking. I know Cameron, Dylan, and Savannah were ready to rush in, but like, how would they even get to us down here? Too late to worry about that now. When the door, or hologram, or whatever, opened in front of us, it was even more confusing. There were, like, dogs? So many freaking dogs, and trees, and bugs, and more of these robot dudes? What was this place? Xander continued to invite us in, and like, I was already here, so what was one more step? Xander pulled up this, like, bubble around us of quiet and calm, which was insane considering how loud the dogs had just been like a second before, and then he started to, uh, like, basically show us a movie. It was horrifying. It was the history of his people, the uh, Pamelites, Pamelites, something like that. They were hunted, they were killed, we saw them slaughtered in front of us. Uh, we saw as they escaped on the ship with the Chi, their toys basically, uh, and then when they realized that the Howlers had infected them with some sort of plague thing, we saw them die off. Honestly, terrible movie, zero ten stars. Um, then he asked us for help. It's sort of hard to say no when someone shows you something like that, but I did manage to hold off and say I would ask the others. Which, Xander totally picked up on. Fuck, now he knows about the others. Too late now. Uh, this other asshole dude came in. His name is like Eric or something. Uh, he started picking a fight with Xander. And it sounds like, honestly, they, they really do need our help. They can't fight. They can't do anything. Even though they're more advanced technologically than even the Andalites. Because of they've got this like weirdly contradictory programming. That seems to basically be the trolley problem on a loop. They can't do violence or let violence happen unless it's like multi-step violence, I guess. I don't, who knows. Anyways, Eric was an asshole, and at that point, I had enough to take back to the rest of the team. We took the elevator, and as it was rising, I heard a tiger roar, which, that couldn't be good. So then Kombucha's hair sprouted across my arms. Tina was happily snuffling around the kitchen after a refreshing run around the yard that he owned. He was debating a nap in his best bed, or a nice run around the house, when a giant furry monstrosity broke through the door. Tino immediately peed everywhere, a mix of terror and trying to send every doggy signal imprinted deeply into his DNA not to hurt him. It ran right at one of his servants, and they had to restrain the beast. It was so loud. Then a cat flew through the door. It seemed to Tino like it really flew. Normally, Tino ignored cats because they were not fun to play with, but this one was the biggest one he had ever seen. It clawed its way down Tino's servant's body, but as always, this was handled for him. He decided that since everything was good here, his barking was not going to help further, and a nap was in order. He trotted away, his happy little tippy taps were obfuscated by the basement door slamming open on its hinges and a blue and tan four-legged creature with a long tail bursting out behind him. Tino settled down into his bed and sighed as another one of his servants came out carrying a big furry human creature, and then he closed his eyes and drifted off. After the encounter with the Chi, the Humanimals mostly demorphed and met up in the woods behind Xander's house. Shaken up by the info dump and the sheer power of this species to restrain two of Earth's biggest predators without breaking a sweat, they decided to call it a night, but when discussing the next time they had to meet up for a mission, 
Dylan brought up that something had been weighing on her. Her father's, he was really excited about this big meeting at work. And based on what he had found, most likely he was going to reveal the location of the mothership trying to cloak. It seemed likely he was about to be yerked. The humanimals throw around plans, ideas, bad jokes, but the screws are tightened as they have to decide what to do within 24 hours. When they finally do morph to bird and begin to head towards their houses, Zack throws out all of the information about the chi on top of everything else. With nothing solved and being desperate for sleep, they head their separate ways. Dylan to her house, Zack to his, Cameron to Pacific Towers, Eximili and Savannah to the cabin. But Dylan makes a pit stop on the way, her own desperate last resort to get her dad to drop everything, even if it was at her own expense. And that's where we are now. My name is Dylan. My name is Cameron. My name is Zach. My name is Savannah. My name is Aximili Escaluth Estill. We can't tell you where we live. Or our last names. You're all in danger. Very real danger. The Yerks are infesting more people every day. There's too many of them. I'm not even sure if we can win. Oh, we can't win. Try. Maybe we can't. But we can fight. Our only hope is to hold them off until help comes. Who can know how long that will be? We have only one weapon. The Andalite morphing technology. And that's the ability to turn into any creature that we can touch. I still can't believe it. It's insane. I know. We were given this power by a brave ally named Alfangor. 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 Alfangor, who went against his people's wishes. He broke his people's laws. We fight for him. But we also fight for you. And for others. Fight for the entirety of Earth. Yeah, we've gained allies, but Matea. we've lost people along the way, too. We've learned not to trust anyone. Not anyone. Nobody. Anyone. Anyone can be a Yerk. A controller. Even you. Hopefully it matters. Dylan. You fly through the sky, the sun just starting to sink into the mountains, the buildings below you just geometrical shapes shooting past, but you see every detail of every shingle. Dozens of people spread out through the neighborhoods. An old dark-skinned woman takes off her gardening gloves and wipes sweat off her brow after tending to her sky lupine. A man hurries out the door and off the porch to her side, and he hands her a glass of ice-cold lemonade. You can see the condensation starting to form on the glass. She takes a drink and smiles, and they hold each other as they admire her work. As this baggie is in your talon, as you fly through the air, what's going on in Dylan's head, and where is she headed? Dylan is headed home. Um... And pretty much what's going through her head is just that she doesn't want to use Plan B at all. As you keep moving, looking over your fairly new city and being in the air looking down, it's a little bit harder to get your bearings. Not wanting to use Plan B is, is racing through your head and 
as it does, you glance down again and you see a girl riding her bike, standing, pedaling hard. There's a jump rope tied to where the seat connects to the frame, and at the end of the jump rope is a younger girl on a skateboard, wearing knees and elbow pads and a helmet that's definitely too big for her. Both of them laughing at every swerve and bump that they run into. Uh, there's a mixture of adrenaline and fear to them, but they're young, so that combination is just fun. You shake that thought and you uh, stare ahead. You locate familiar landmarks and make your way back home. She's going to see if her dad is home first. The car is there. All right. And then she's going to land sort of like by the shed as far away from his window as possible. And try to make sure that there's no way that he can see her. (laughs) You do see uh, Samus, but she runs into her doghouse and... And it looks like her owners aren't home. She, they just let her out in the backyard right now. But you don't see your dad, like, peeking out the window or anything like that. All right. And then she's going to demorph when she's sure that nobody can see her. Huddle down behind the shed in, like, a little nook and you start to demorph. Normally it takes you about a minute. This feels like it lingers a little bit longer than that. And you just have to take a deep breath as you finish your morph and... You're just so tired. And then she's going to grab the baggie off the ground and sort of clutch it in her fist for a minute and, and while she's, like, trying to think of where to put this thing. And she's going to tuck it in the waistband of her, in, like, the little waistband pocket of her running shorts. And go inside. Your dad's in there. He has his laptop up and he's like going through it but when you come in he like looks up he smiles to you closes his laptop and stands up and like just hugs you welcome home hey dad I'm home for tonight oh yeah like all night yeah I'm gonna get a uh, a nice rest good you need it I think tomorrow's the big day. Dylan is gonna think for like just be a little apprehensive for a second, and then she's gonna be like, "That's awesome! I'm excited for you." This is. I'm glad you're excited for me. This is gonna be great for us. Yeah. You don't know the things that are gonna come with this. Yeah. Do Do you know all the things that are gonna come with this? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be probably get published. They'll pay for me to do get more training if I need it. We don't have to live here if we don't. We can move up to the houses closer towards the mountains if we wanted. We don't have to stay here all the time if you don't want to. This is going to be big, Dylan. Yeah. It sounds big. It sounds really big, Dad. I just... I don't know. I've worked hard for this. And it's here. We've we've had some setbacks. Glances over to, like, this picture that's up on in the entertainment center of you, him, and your mom. And 
he says, but we made it. No more bad things, Dylan. I hope not. And she sort of stretches a little and she's like, Dad, I think I'm 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 probably just gonna go to bed if that's alright. I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. I I love you and he like kisses you on the top of the head and he like rubs his hands together and sits back down at his laptop, raises it back up. She sort of like puts her hand on the back of his head and ruffles his hair. He's like, Love you too, Dad. And starts to walk up the stairs. And before she gets all the way up, she's going to turn and look at him sitting at the computer. He's smiling and uh, looking at the computer and he glances up at you and like his smile grows bigger. Takes off his glasses as he just looks at you. Admiring his daughter. All right. She's just going to go upstairs and go to bed. But before she does, um, she's going to go to her closet and dig around in the back of the closet. And in the back of the closet, there's this, like, pencil case that she's kept um, from, like, elementary school. And it's got, like, like a little friendship bracelet in it and, like, a photo of her mom, a little one. And a couple of other tiny things, and she's going to put the little baggie in there and zip it up and put it back in the back of the closet. Zach. You can feel the wind flow through your feathers. Uh... Your subconscious, or rather, the bird's subconscious, knows exactly when to move what feather and the precise angle in which to do it. You see your school. Rebuilding efforts have started. It's not as bad as you thought, really. But there is part of the wall that has some scorch marks, and part of the wall looks blown out. But there's a tarp hanging, like, on the inside behind it. It just looks like they're trying to rebuild that wall. On the roof... The air conditioning that you notice is brand new. There even seems to be like a graded cover behind like the openings into in the duct. Maybe to keep out any critters that want to be scientists or something. And as you keep moving, the familiar small shopping center that you've seen so many times before is under you. There's Dents and Dings Auto Repair, the mechanic shop that sits on the corner. You hear they have pretty good prices. But without a car, you don't really know. But something else really catches your eye. You notice the familiar marquee of Ricky's Bunzai Bakery. You film TikToks in this parking lot or around back so many times. A car's parked back there near the dumpster. Cameron had to demorph in that one time. And as you see it, another car pulls up and parks right beside it. A bald man gets out of the car and shuts the door. You notice that he has tattoos on his neck and where his sleeves are rolled up. Uh, you can tell he has more there. You know this man. It's Ricky. Grant's father or guardian? Something like that. He's making his way to the door to go inside, but before he can get to it, 
it bursts open and a woman runs out to him and they meet and they hug. It's Grant's mom. And she starts to sob and he's trying to console her. With your amazing hearing, you hear Ricky say, I'll find him. I will find him. What do you do? Um, uh, Zach was trying really hard to take a moment to just enjoy flight. Like, just to have a little, a little moment of peace and dare, dare he try to actually have some joy, um, on his way home to catch maybe an eight hour sleep, a tight eight, as the kids say, before doing another very important, he would never dream of being mad about it, but God damn it, another mission. Um, as he flew over the school, he couldn't help but, like, all of that receded immediately as he starts looking at, okay, timetables and when does he think this will be done and how is this going to affect their ability to do things. Right now, school's closed and it's been a lot easier, but he can see that construction's well on its way and he notices the grate and goes, well, shit, if we ever need to go back into school, that's not going to be easy. And then he sees Ricky. I think he considers maybe circling back, landing on a nearby roof and eavesdropping, but ultimately, what else is there going to be? It's, it's a family and they miss their kid. And with sort of resolve in the wing, he thinks to himself, yeah, and there are probably hundreds of others families that don't know that they should be missing their kid but their kid isn't really there and then he he goes home and five minutes later you can get to your house look around uh, I mean God, what time of day is it by the time I get home it's getting later into the evening it's probably like seven or eight like the sun is starting to you know go down too late, he realizes he doesn't have his phone or any of his stuff. And uh, he just lands in the tree where the treehouse is in the backyard. Kind of surveys the area. As you sit in the tree and survey the area, you see the light of your kitchen on. And you see your mom pass through. She's at the sink and she starts washing dishes and your dad comes up from behind her and like nuzzles her on her neck and she turns around and they start to make out gross <laughs> ugh Zach um pops down like behind the treehouse onto a branch and then like kind of gets in through the window and uh demorphs inside the treehouse And he's going to check, like, the security footage for the last couple days. He hasn't been checking it as regularly as he should. Just going to scrub through, look for any movement. You throw on the glasses and start scrubbing through. The Chapmans have been back, all of them. And just from, like, you scrubbing through and kind of picking apart what you can, basically you just see them kind of leave their car to go in their house. You see, like, a side view of it. 
because like how your cameras are set up, you can't see the whole thing, but you see them get out of the car and go into the house. An hour or two later, they come back out. We'll say the next day after you've checked that footage, you see that a man in a suit comes and shoves a sign down that says for sale in their front yard. Nice. Okay. As he's scrubbing, like anything that looks like, hey, they're bringing the groceries in. Like he's not going to pay a lot of attention to that. Um, when they're home, if he's got any views on like windows, if he can see into any windows, he is going to like look for movement through those windows as well. Your cameras are set up where you can see a uh, side of the house and you can see some windows. You don't get much from it, but after the Chapmans have left, you know that they were there. All of them got out, went in, all of them came back out. Something moves inside, past the window. This looks like a, a silhouette walked past. Uh, you can't tell. How long ago was that? The first day you didn't check it, you got away with it. Nothing happened. The second day is when they came. The third day is when the realtor came. Okay, when was the silhouette, though? Right after they left, the second day. Have they, Are they home now? Uh, they're not. Have I seen anybody else leave? You haven't. Not from your viewpoint. Just kind of checks the time. 7.46. He wants a better look. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> Gonna go to Owl again. As you, like, you think about you're about to... I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go to Owl. I'm gonna... Don't do this. Make me a constitution save. Nat 20. You do feel this overwhelming sense of tiredness. You are beat. But what has to be done has this to be done. Important. Yeah. And quickly. Not even it doesn't even take you the full minute. You you are back to like your speed morph. The first thing that happens is his lips go hard. They kind of poop out. Who does that duck face thing? And then they, they get hard and start to form the, the sharp tearing beak. He's shrinking very fast, I think, this time. He gets real small before most of his features change from human to bird. His arms fold back, you know, in that weird kind of way, and uh, fingers stretch out. Anyway, then he turns into an owl. It's pretty cool. He goes over to the back fence by the Chapmans and starts looking in the windows. The bottom floor, you, you kind of peek in the windows, and the lights are out, but your vision is amazing. So you peer in there, past the curtains, like there's openings, and you don't see anybody in there. You don't even see a bird flittering around or a cat jumping or sleeping anywhere that you can see in, in the bottom, like on the first floor. Do I hear anything in the house? You don't. I'm going to check the upstairs. You circle around, and upstairs as well, all the lights are off, no signs of any movement, until you hit one window that looks down a hall and you see from the description Savannah and Aximili gave to you from the last time they were in there a humanoid figure step into the office that they had previously talked to you about and close the door the time that I see this figure can I make out any features well you are an owl so you don't recognize the man, 
but yeah, it's you you get his like general description. We'll say he looks like the principal on Saved by the Bell, Mr. B- principal Belcher. Is that what's his name? Principal Belding. Belding. He looks like him. I'm trying to commit this guy to memory because what I don't want to do is go on a solo run into the Chapman's basement. But I do want to know there's someone in their house and I want to be able to see this guy or know who this guy was and maybe follow him if I see him again in the future. So I think Zach would try really hard to like commit it to memory. You saw him quick enough that, yeah, you you could probably, if there were five guys that looked exactly like Principal Belding, you could probably narrow it down to three. All right, he's gonna um, just make a note and head back to the treehouse, demorph, and then climb down. Long day hanging out in the treehouse in my pajamas. Nothing weird, Mom. Don't worry about well, it. It's you fine. Walk, like, you walk back in, they're not in the kitchen. Cool. Good. Perfect. <laughs> Wrong perception check. I don't care where they are. Y'all stop <laughs> making faces. No. Zach does not make a perception check. He puts check. his headphones. He chooses he not to. headphones in the drawer puts them in. <laughs> he shoves two kitchen knives in his ear. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Then he heads to his room. Feeds Mo. Uh, I'm... We'll That's just, it. yeah, we won't say it, but... We, say it. We we all know, Austin. Say it, Austin. You hear the shower. Gross. And your parents' bedroom's door's open, but they're not in there. Gross. Who's shower? Who in the shower? Yeah. Two in the shower. No, who's, Two in whose the shower. shower do I hear? Is it their shower or Zach's? Not, All right. well, they're not. Zach's going to go close their bedroom door then right. and then go upstairs. Just enough that when they come out, they're going to go, oh shit, Zach's home. They, everybody upstairs, I guess that doesn't really matter, but they upstairs, you close the, their bedroom door. Okay. And then I go, Zach goes to his room and turns on, uh, I don't know, Eminem. Eminem. I was going to do music. Okay. Yeah. Smash Mouth All-Star. Full volume. Yes. Genuine Some pony. Body wants... No, not genuine. <laughs> yeah. It's Mariah Carey featuring ODB Fantasy. That's the song. <laughs> Zach, your, your night starts yeah. to wind down, too. Savannah. As you fly, you see the blades of grass in the yards underneath. You sway in the breeze, and you see voles and chipmunks scurry from one hiding spot to the next. As you keep moving, you catch a warm updraft of air, and you rise on the thermal as the sun's setting behind you. On your left, a northern harrier climbs the sky, joining you as you pass the outskirts of the city into the vast wilderness all of it underneath you. Maximilian, I'm going to drop down. I got to do a quick remorph. Uh, yes, I will as well. And she'll look for a spot that is not in the open or visible. A great, a great demorph spot. The perfect demorph spot. You find the demorphication that nobody is around. My favorite demorphication. 
And as you demorph, it's slow going. But you get there. You're tired. As Savannah starts going to Owl, it's so slow. It's just like molasses. I mean, she's not even trying to hurry along the process, even though it's it's taking forever. It's like you can see kind of like the pin feathers coming out and like the lore right under her eyes. But as like those feathers start to grow out, it's like it's slow. It's not the normal like it's it's taking forever. And like as her eyes are, are growing larger, it's it's almost like at first just like she's widening her expression because it's so slow. As her uh, her arms start to kind of like meld together and reshift to create that like singular wing bone, there she gets fully out like no feathers on those wings. Those are just weird little pink chicken gross arms before the feathers start to come in. It's just like gross and slow, and it's almost like if you were to animate a video of like each stage of like an owl, like how it would grow. Like you get like the the pink skin, and then you get the pin feathers, and then they slowly start to burst, but it takes forever. Axe is in a nearby tree already in his owl morph, and he says, ah. You must be tired. Yeah, pretty tired. Well, the life of a warrior and a leader. Yep. Are you ready? Yeah, and she'll like flap up <laughs> and take off. You guys take to the sky and as you go, he'll say, are you planning to deal with your prisoner tonight? Yeah, I'm planning to talk to her as soon as we get back. I assume you are having me take the phone, the communication device, into her. Uh, if you, if you wouldn't mind. I just want to clear up the plan. I do not want to give away any information that you do not want. Right. You just want to give her the phone. And then let her call me, but the phone that we rigged so that she can't yes. call anyone else. Yeah. But do you, would you like me to give her any other restrictions? No, I think we let her do what she's gonna do. It'll tell us more than if we give her rules. Very well. Nope, just fly with you. Are you gonna listen? I would leave that choice up to you. Do you want me to not listen? <sighs> um, sort of, but maybe you should just in case I miss anything. It may be difficult, depending on how you're set, you set it up, whether you're close enough for me to hear both of you. that up to you. Yes. And Savannah won't say anything else to him the rest of the flight back. And he'll match your silence. You guys get to the cabin and circle around once, twice, and he starts to descend. Yeah, if everything looks clear, Savannah will go down with, with him too. As you approach and like you are circling you can see all the surrounding areas as well you don't see any humans out and around you do see uh the wolf pack there's only three of them 
Two of them look the same. And one looks different? So, two of them look exactly the same. Oh, okay. I see. Interesting. They're just running. Uh, but as far as the cabin goes, it's you don't see or hear anybody. That van will just land and do more. Maximilly walks in as you're still finishing up your demorph. Just walking right in. He'll have already been in his little dining room area and he'll walk back out to the living room to meet you. He holds what looked to be two regular phones in his hand. And he hands one to you and he says, These should serve the purposes you asked me about. The two devices can only communicate with each other and only over short distances. Okay. Did you spoof it so like it... I don't know if that's the right word, but did you make it so that if she calls my number, because she knows my phone number? I will tell her that everything is set up for her. And all she needs to do is either dial speed dial, and it will connect to you. Perfect. He looks at you one more time, and then turns and walks to go downstairs. He'll like stop at the steps and he'll look back and he says, if you would like me to hear your side as well, maybe you should come down here. If not, I can just hear her side. Do you think she would be able to hear me as well? I don't believe so. Andalite hearing is far superior to human. We'll try it. As he gets to this hallway that leads to, like, there's the door, the hallway, then the cells. He gets to the first door and he says, If you stay at the end of this hall, I should be able to hear you and her. Okay. He walks down. And when he's walking away, Savannah will just lean up against the wall and kind of like slide down to the floor and just have the phone held. You hear the door creak open, and you can faintly hear him while the door is open. Maximilian hands the phone to Katie, and she looks up at him, and their eyes meet. And you can tell he's kind of taken aback at this. She looks at the phone, looks back at him, and she says, Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for fighting for my people. And Maximilian gives a long pause his upper body leaning away from Katie uncomfortably. Ah, yes, okay. Katie turns away from him and she looks at the phone. I have found the person's number that you needed and that you requested and put it into the speed dial. The phone is ready. You just have to press the call button. Aximili then stands there for a second takes a couple of steps out of the room and closes the door. He stands away from the door but peeks in with one of his stalk eyes. Katie paces the room three or four times. And then she stops. She looks at the phone and takes a deep breath. And then she hits the call button. Savannah, the phone in your hand, begins to vibrate.
there's a pause. And you hear breathing. And then you hear Savannah. Yeah. It's Katie. Hi. 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 Listen, I don't I don't have a lot of time. I really don't even know how long I have. But I have some important things to tell you. To tell me. Important things. Yeah, I know. It seems out of the blue and out of nowhere. It has been about a year since we've last spoken. I know. I've... Savannah, I'm sorry about that. I've just had a... The past couple of weeks, I've been really isolated in my head and all I've thought about was my family and you. There's a lot of time to feel wondering about what it could have been or what should have been. You're going to have to explain further. I just... I could have done things different. I could have just accepted my own truths instead of putting putting up a front of for everyone around me. I could have accepted us. Listen, I know you probably don't even think about me anymore, but those times with you and with Possum, whether it be taking him to the dog park or us just chilling in my garage, those were the memories that I missed. Those were our memories. And Aximili sees her kind of look down at that and she says, no one else mattered in them. And those memories are what kept me from losing it. I'm sorry I didn't give you back what you gave me. I don't... I don't want to... I guess I don't understand where this is coming from. I know you don't. And really, I just had to tell you that because now is where I ruined it all. Now is where I once again put myself before you and I ask you for something. Okay. Yeah. You can't go home, Savannah. I'm not safe, and you might not be safe. Our planet is in being invaded by aliens called Yerks. And I need to leave town. I need help. No one else can know. You realize that this sounds kind of insane, right? And that you calling me after this long, it can't help but feel like this is somewhat of perhaps a prank. I know it sounds crazy, Savannah, but it's not. It's real. They're aliens that can slide into your ear 
wrap around your brain and control everything that you do, everything that you say, all your emotions. It's real, and they've had me for a little over a week. I don't have anywhere else to go. No? No one? What about your boyfriend? (sighs) He's one of them, too. Okay, and you said your family? You can't go back to your family? Them, too. Clearly, there's something going on that you need help with. And, Kate, this is, you know, I'm going to help you. Uh, Aximili sees the faintest, faintest corner of a smile, but then it is washed away again as the tears roll down her face. I'm, right now, I'm being held in a room with some other aliens. They're called the Andalites. Okay. They... So, she starts breaking down a lot of, you know, how she got captured and how the Yerks have to have three days before they get out. And she says, I'm free now, but they're still keeping me here. And... They let me call you, but I don't know what other planes they have. Did they say anything else about letting you go? I can't tell. I can't tell what they really want. Sometimes they seem nice. They send, you're gonna love this. They can turn into animals. They send one of my friend's neighbor's dogs to comfort me. They took the form of them. Well, that's confusing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what you need is a place to go and a way to get away from here. Savannah, yes, but that's not it. I need someone to leave with. And you're wanting that to be me? I do want it. You can say no. I mean... Kate, I I loved you, but you can't just put people down and expect them to be waiting there when you get back to be picked up when it's convenient for you. I'll help you. But that's all I'm going to give you. The sobs start heavy crying now. And Aximili even takes his eye stalk away and doesn't look. Through her sobs, she says, thank you, and that's all I can ask. I'll, I'll see what they, what they say. Okay, I'll, 
I'm sorry. I'll I'll figure it out. You know I will. You don't. You know I'm good don't for this. Don't be sorry. You're right. It's just. I think I know what you mean. As soon as I can get you more information, or I don't know if they'll even let me call back again, but I just, I needed to say goodbye to someone. They let you call, listen, I don't really know. This all sounds insane. But they let you call once, I'm... It sounds like they're trying to let you reach out. That's gotta be a good sign, right? Yeah, but they've also kept me in a room for... days on end. It's, it's a lot, Savannah. Yeah. I know you don't understand, you couldn't. The gravity of this is... huge. We're just kids. beyond me, but we'll figure something out. I'll call you as soon as I can. Okay. I love you, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. With that, she ends the call, and even through the closed door, you can hear muffled sobs. Maximilian walks back in and takes the phone from her and doesn't say anything. He just leaves. He rejoins you at the end of the hall. Savannah will hand her phone over and I think she's just kind of like shaking her head and like just like she doesn't really know what to do around Aximili right now. Like, she's feeling really awkward. As you stand up, he's doing some weird things with his eyes, like, looking over you and, like, just... Look, he seems to be thinking, and he keeps looking back towards the door. But whatever's going through his head, something must click in it, because... He, like, reaches over puts a hand on your shoulder and just kind of leans in and wraps his arms around you. I think Savannah at first will sort of like just freeze and like she kind of gets really like stiff, rigid. And then she'll kind of relax and sort of like reciprocate it. And then that's when she kind of just breaks a little bit and she just kind of, <laughs> well, I guess... You now know more about me than anyone else in the entire universe. I'm not glad of the situation, but I'm glad that I was trusted with it. Yeah, me too. And he'll walk with you back upstairs. As you're walking towards the steps, out of the corner of your eye, you see a pedestal in this room with a book laying on it that you haven't seen in a while. It just catches your eye. Yeah, 
homework that I should have been working on. And then you get to the steps. I think Savannah will look back towards that book and like realize like, yeah, I've been neglecting some stuff here. Uh, but then deep sigh, she's just going upstairs. It's been a long life. You get upstairs and Maximilian says, I will watch uh, the monitor tonight and look out for everything. You should get some rest. You don't need any rest. Less than humans, Andalite bodies perform at peak condition, even with minimal amounts of sleep. Okay, then I'm going to go to sleep. And he, like, walks to go back into his room as you, like, sit down on the couch. And he looks back at you and he says, Um, may your dreams be tasty and sugary. And he turns it. Uh, kind of chest puffed up, accomplished, like he did something good, and walks into the into the dining room. She'll just kind of laugh and say, "Yeah, sweet dreams." And the night closes in, and all of you can get your full. Night's rest. Dylan, what time do you wake up? I think that because she went to bed so early, uh, she probably wakes up pretty early. She's one of those people where if you sleep too long, your whole body hurts. Can't do it. So probably about 5.30. Dad's still asleep. Heck yeah. She's going to like stretch and like sniff. She slept in her clothes. It was weird. So she's going to go and like take a shower. And she takes the the phone that they gave her that has been in her nightstand. Um, she takes that into the bathroom with her. And she's going to check it for any messages that might be there that early. No message. So then she's just going to go about her, her little morning routine and then go downstairs and make breakfast for dad. He'll wake up around seven-ish. He'll eat the breakfast. Thank you so much. You know, this is my favorite. What would you make him? Um, so she actually made him real bacon because he does keep some of that in the fridge. So she cooked him real bacon and scrambled eggs and pancakes. I don't mind that other stuff, Dylan, but this, the real bacon... You can't touch animal fat with fake stuff. You know what I'm saying? With vegetables. They can't be turned into what this is. It's, yeah, I get that. But also, um, it's not dead animals either. What? The, f- the bacon? The fake, yeah, the oh. fake bacon is not dead oh, animals. Yeah. So I prefer that, personally. It's dead plants. Yep. You got me there. Gotcha. He laughs. Hey, Dylan, are you going to be around at all today? Uh, maybe for a bit. I've got some plans, but maybe for a little while. Um, I have a a delivery that's going to come kind of late tonight, like around 7 p.m. 
if you're not if you if you have stuff to do go ahead and do it they can drop it off without you i was just gonna have you you know accept it if you could because i know i'm gonna be at work oh so it's gonna be a long day oh yeah what time is your your meeting um my meeting tonight i'm getting there at seven but the late the uh, big wigs aren't supposed to get there until about nine i don't know i guess it's because we're looking into the sky into the space and stuff the telescope works during the day. I don't know why they always want to do these things at night, but they do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, okay. It's probably like a less obstructive view. No, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, atmosphere, and ozone layer. Stuff. Yeah. Things. I'm not allowed to talk about Nitrogen, it. probably. Yeah. I don't know. Air. Hot air balloons. Maybe. If they get in the way. Yeah. There's probably an air balloon festival coming up at some point, maybe. Yeah, it is April. And you don't want to do that at night because you'll get lost in the sky, right? Yeah. Because you can't. Well, you could. In the daytime, you can't use the stars to navigate, though. <gasps> That's true. Hmm. Except the one, you know. Yeah. The big one. The big one. The one yeah. you can't look at. Yeah. Dylan, thank you for that. You're, you're funny. I just want you to know that. You're pretty funny too, Dad. <laughs> well, I guess we know where you get it from. <laughs> Any... Yeah, Mom. Hey. He scoops up bacon with his... Uh, or scoops up egg with his bacon. Eats it. And he says, all right. Gross. <laughs> or yummy. And he uh, stands up, gives you a little pat and a kiss on the head, and goes to the bathroom to shower and start to get ready. Super. Um, so now that it is past seven, she's going to text whatever number is in her phone and say, You up? <laughs> uh, you get back. If you mean Savannah, Nur. Axe, we're really going to have to talk about this. You get dot, 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 nur. No one responds like that. I can wake her. No. Ellipses. Just if she wakes up, when she wakes up, erase, when she wakes up. While you're right in the when she, when she wakes up, you get... Uh, Nur with a star to the right of it after you just said no. I've learned this. He's gonna finish texting. When she wakes up, we get her to call or text me so we can talk about plan. And then she's gonna say, do not correct me. <laughs> you see the like, <laughs> there was, there were bubbles and then they stop. And then they go again and they just have a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> He sends a scorpion emoji too, and he says, I could not find a tail blade. This is my emoji. <laughs> She's gonna put the phone in her in her pocket and go upstairs and sit on her bed with her hands sort of in her lap, um, just sitting there looking at them. And then after a minute she's gonna stand up and cross to the closet.
Zach. <sighs> yup. You wake up to... Well, what the hell are you doing over here so early? And you hear another voice say, I gotta... I was just... Zach should be expecting me. It's my friend. I'm just coming to hang out with him. And he says, Well, I don't even think he's up yet. Let's go wake him up. Sir, it's already... Late, it's already 10 o'clock. He should be awake by now. Oh, 10 is earlier than I thought. <laughs> Zach is like... Fuck, it's only 10? Oh my god. He gets up. Son, you go ahead and go up there. Do you know where his room's at? I can find it. Alright. You hear the steps. It's the second door on the right, Chad. You recognize the voice immediately as it opens the door and he says, Hey man, I'm not Chad. I'm Cameron. Get it right. Oh, what's up, bro? What's up, man? He closes the door. What are you doing here, man? It, didn't you get some sleep? I Yeah, I gotta get my beauty rest, though, man. I, you know. And he kind of sits on the bed next to you and kind of, like, pats your chest as you're still, like, kind of laying down. And he, he says, hey, man, you look good to me. <sighs> All right, well, you can snuggle in here, then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He stands back up and goes over to the cage and like lifts the cover up and he sees Mo and he says, What the fuck? And he puts it down. Hey, Mo it? does or Cameron does? Mo says it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know Cameron was doing a sick Mo impression. Hey, this is a cool bird. He's I think I woke him up. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're here pretty early, man. It's not even noon. Well, we gotta catch the noon bus. Oh. Yeah. Facts. All right. Um, I was really hoping you were Chad because they've got my stuff. You mean this stuff? Dude, my I've man. been up since 7 a.m. I've been to Chad. What are you doing? All right. Sick. Uh, did you already eat, man? Huh? No, did yeah, you already I, eat? I did. I went to Miko's this morning. I All helped right. him out. That's why I've been up. Cool. Nice. All right. Um, yeah, Zach's like just pulling some clothes on. No... <laughs> No pretenses about showering or anything else. When you can morph, who needs a shower? Just boy stuff, really. This is... <laughs> boy wake up, not get shower. Why get shower? Gross. Cool, checks his phone. Like, idly, as, as he's pulling his shirt on. Any messages in there? I mean, none, none from people that you respond back to. You get messages on TikTok all the time, but... yeah. Cool. Zach just kind of starts heading down the stairs. He goes, "Ah, uh, who's who's here? Is it, it's his dad." What? It's it's a weekday, right? Yeah, I, thought, I didn't know if we were gonna do the sword again, so I'm going in late. Oh, um, no, nah, man, I, th I figured that'd be like a weekend oh, yeah. situation. That's fine. Yeah. Did you just call out again? Yeah. All right. Enjoy your day off, man. Um, me and Cameron are. We, we, I, I'm going to do stuff. All right, what stuff? Anything you need me to come? What are you, the fuzz? What are you? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we're gonna go. Um, uh, grab some food, board, probably do some some TikToks. Cameron's a hell of a dancer, so he's gonna you know be in the back. He stands up, uh, from the chair and kind of 
puts his paper down and uh, he says, yeah, I'll get my, I'll get my uh, keys and I'll take you guys pay, pay for the food. And yeah, we'll just have a day. I'm off. No. Nah, man. Yeah, we got, can't, we got other stuff to do, man. We can't have a tag along. Yeah, dad, there's, there's going to be girls. I can't. Yeah. There's going to be some girls. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, let me craft my style, man. Let me get you some cologne. I got some in my. I don't need it, man. No, car. No, I got that Elon Musk. What are you talking about? Disgusting. It's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, high five camera. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dad. See you. See you later, man. All right, be careful. Sure. Okay. You got your cell and phone? Then... Of course you do. Holds it up. Yeah. Mm. See ya. Bye, honey. Bye, mom. Out. Okay. Yeah. Noon bus. All right. We got time. Let's go to the noon bus. Um, he just kind of like skateboards slowly along besides Cameron. Hey, maybe I should learn to skateboard. Yeah. I mean, I could teach you. Could you? Yeah. It's like riding a bike with your feet. Grant used to always fall when you showed him. Oh, that's because Grant was, like, dumb. <laughs> oh. And had no balance. Well. You're super athletic. Yeah. Look at this. And you he, got it, man. He runs. <laughs> to, he he runs just runs. <laughs> Look at me. Look what I can do. Just does a circle. <laughs> 440, bro. What's that? Fast. No, it's like not even quarter to 11. Well... We better hurry. We got another hour. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I guess we All gotta right. hurry. Zach gets some coffee. <laughs> and then goes, uh, yeah, they go to a bus stop. Dude, is that the Doc Ock? And as you guys yeah, get of course. the bus stop. It's the only drink I ever get. They know me here. <laughs> they, the baristas don't know it. <laughs> pretends. Savannah, you wake up to the sound of little taps. It's less blurry as you're waking up and you're taking in your surroundings. You look over into the dining room. You see Aximili tapping at that little gray rock with the swirling gray liquid. Carefully, as you like start to arise, Aximili does spin one of his stalk eyes and he sees you getting up, but... As you're getting up, what do you do? She'll just get up quietly and just kind of walk over, watch what he's doing. I haven't, still haven't been able to figure out much about these things, but I'll continue working on them. From what we know, it's not too hard to break these. You could do it with your hands. He taps again, testing the durability carefully. Very carefully. Dylan has texted this cell phone and he shows you the messages from Dylan. Okay, and she'll she'll read the messages from Dylan. Uh, she just wanted you to get a hold of her whenever you got it. And Savannah will just text her back like, hey, it's Savannah. He's gonna send back, hey, 
you guys make it home, okay? Clearly you did. Yeah, she'll, she'll tack back yes with a period at the end of it, like a formal sentence. So I have a little more information. I know the time. So these are like regular cell phones, right? Like, could I re can I react to that? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, she'll just do like a, do like the thumbs up reaction to that message. Dylan messages back. Do you know what time you want to start this thing? Yes. I should check in where everyone else is. And Savannah will switch back to her phone, which is at the cabin, because that's where she left from, and uh, text Zach and Cameron uh, and just be like, hey, what's going on? Uh, he just sends back NMU. She'll text Cameron. Hey, Cameron, what is going on? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you get a red symbol beside your text message that says undelivered like a red exclamation okay it never sent okay so savannah will go back to zach's and be like she'll she like she knows what it means she's just not not willing to deal with this right now but since cameron's phone is disconnected it sounds like uh she'll just text back hanging out with oscar what's going on OTW. And then she'll send back okay. Period. Go back to texting Dylan and say, would you like to hang out with Oscar? Dylan's just going to send back three question marks and then say, the skeleton? <laughs> yes. She's sending back... Uh, but like period like ellipses yes <laughs> Dylan's gonna send back nar I don't like that this is a thing now <laughs> Dylan sends back me either I'm sorry would you like to meet us at Oscars question mark she sends back yes period but like, yes, and then the period. Okay, great. See you soon. She accidentally taps the smooch emoji first, though, and then, oh shit, uh, unreact, and then thumbs up. Will Savannah have caught that? I think so. You're looking at it while she's doing it. Is it... And then she sends fat fingers. Sorry. It is okay, period. And then Dylan's just going to put the phone away. Dylan, you're already on the bus as you see Cameron and Zach step on. Dylan's gonna like look up and and you can tell that like her body sort of reacts like she's gonna wave and then she just looks down. Cameron's like looking at you, like what the heck, and then looks back to Zach, and then he he starts to raise his hand to wave. She's gonna like big eyes. Zach high fives him oh. and maintains Sweet. eye contact with him. 
he leans in. He says, hey, there's, D- there's Dylan. Shut Yeah, man, shut up. He walks past you, but like still like side-eyes you and smiles as he walks past you. Yeah, Dylan is definitely side-eyed and like, shut up. He sits in the seat behind you. <laughs> She's just going to shake her head. <sighs> I sit next to Cam. Cameron and I go, dude, you are devoid of chill. What the fuck? Dude, my parents don't have anything to do with this. They're devoid, too. <laughs> At this, Dylan turns around. Cameron! Huh? <sighs> oh, hey, Dylan didn't see you. What's up? I, I don't even know. We'll talk to him later. Hey, funny seeing you here. <sighs> she's just gonna sigh, and she's like, I, we're all getting off at the same time. It doesn't... It do, we, <sighs> we're not normal. Yeah. Yeah. You go into that sale at the gas station, too? Yeah, they have that new um, Flamin' Hot Cheeto variety, the Nashville Hot Ones. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go grab those. Uh, I know they said they're only at Dollar General's, but I'm going I'm to I'm oh, try yeah, it. Yeah, I know. They've, they've always got them. They've got the, the Flamin' Hot Cheeto Mountain Dew, too. Oh, gross. Really, it's going to go, pair really well, I think. Gross. They also got the, the Flamin' Hot Boiled Peanut. Wait, no, no. Nope, stop. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Well, you know, they have the Cajun ones. Yeah. I think they just... They get the Cajun and they got the regular ones. I think they just grind up Cheeto dust and put it in the regular ones. I'm here for it. Grind up the dust that's not already ground. Well, they grind it further. So Cheetos is a is is the flaming hot is proprietary. Um, and and they can't get you have to make you have to like make your own if you want to make something else flaming hot flavored. Yeah, Zach, you should know. Oh, my dad's my, my dad's got some pretty flaming hot dust. Well, that sounds weird. He's from Texas, so like you should have brought him. <clears throat> he tried to come with us, actually. Yeah, we're lucky he didn't do that. If I'd have known he had Cheeto dust, I'd have left you there. That's fair. Anyway, yeah, we're gonna do like a TikTok on the Nashville hot Cheetos. Nice. Sponsored. It's a sponsorship thing. I have to. But they make me go buy my own at shady gas stations in the country. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, so that you can show where they can, where you can get them. That's how sponsorships work. Yeah, that makes sense. It builds character. Yeah. And Dylan's just gonna like casually turn and look around as she's sitting back down in her seat to see if anybody's fucking watching these idiots. There is an old ass grumpy man, and he's just. Snarl, like looking at you guys down his brow. And just <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is on the bus. Mad, but he just turns around and looks. She's gonna grin and ha ha ha. Hi. He smiles and he's missing six teeth. Okay. But he he doesn't. It's a fake smile. I just want. He's irritated by people. And he looks forward. And then the bus driver. That's the only other guy on the bus. But then there's the bus driver, and he's saying. God damn, we gotta come all the way out into this fucking place again every day. Six hours up, six hours in, six hours back out. Barely even get a break. And that's, you hear that for the few hours it takes you to get to 
just on a loop. He just keeps fucking saying it. The same exact thing I said. He repeats. Six hours out. Six hours in. Six hours out. Six hours in. Six hours out. Just over and over. That's why nobody else is on the bus. Only this other crazy guy that's over it. <laughs> yeah, we're the only ones that can stand it. Um, like, really low to the other two and be like, we need to find another way out here. It's going to be really sus that we're always on the same bus. And Dylan turns around she's like, yeah, and plus this guy's going to like drive us into an embankment or something one day. He's having a hard life. Yeah. They should really rotate the drivers, though. Yeah. Like, it's not fair that he's got to drive I know. 12 hours time. a day? Plus? That's rough, man. Like, God. I don't know. He's, they got to unionize or something. This sucks. Should we try to talk to him? Like, maybe we can no. get him a snack from the gas station. I have, no, the, you I have right. an idea. We could solve both of the yeah. problems. What? Okay. We drive the bus. No, I don't, I don't think they're going to let us do that. Yeah, I don't have a license, dog. Well, can you get one? We could take Reese's. Well, don't, uh, don't you need your CDL? I don't, I don't need it. No, for, for, Cameron. Hmm. To drive a bus. Oh. Zach, do you it's have your com- CDL? It's a commercial, commercial driver's license. Oh yeah, I've license. got that, but I don't have a regular license. I just have a commercial driver's license. Oh yeah? <laughs> well... <laughs> Seems like we're sorts for when I'm on the longboard, yeah. That commercial longboard, yeah. <laughs> the commercial longboard's got, you mm-hmm. know, um Mount Olive Pickle brand on the bottom, so it's commercial. We we could get a car. I'm trying. I'm trying. Dylan's on she's doing it. I don't know, like I kinda never saw myself having a car. They're really you know, they look bad for the environment. They are, but also they're good for getting you places. It's true, but and I got to not on buses. Yeah, I just, I guess I never imagined having to go to the fucking country like three or four times a week. I don't know. I could talk to my parents about it, maybe. Try to get you, you a Tesla. Oh, oh, you don't, you don't have enough brand deals to get a Tesla? Yeah, man. I think you could do one video might, and you just yeah, gotta say I'm you're giving it. He like he starts scrolling through his TikTok followers to see who like if, if there's any, any like brand accounts that follow his shit. Yeah, Seat Geek. They just followed Who's you that? yesterday. Seat Geek. Yeah. What are they like? Gamer chairs? No. As you like look through them, they give you t- they sell tickets online. Okay. I never heard the best prices. Well, that's cool. They're not helpful, though. I don't know. I'll see. Maybe I can just figure something out. It's fine. And some hours pass. (laughs) Several hours later. You guys get to the gas station. So they definitely got the hot Cheeto and the Mountain Dew. Yeah. But they are all out of the peanuts. No, it's because they're so good. Dylan picks up the Nashville Hot Cheeto uh, bag and turns it over and reads the ingredients and and just like looks so distraught. She looks so upset and she just puts him back down. What? Not gonna get them? Chicken fat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you make Nashville hot. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I didn't think about it. Well, I guess one of us should get him. 
Yeah, I'm you still bastard. getting them. <laughs> hey Zach, can you get these for me? Do you want do you want some regular ones or both? Sure, he grabs another bag and no, I was talking to Dylan, oh. you I mean, yeah, do what you want. Dylan, you want some other ones? I'll buy. No, thank you. you want... I just really Not wanted them. those, and now I'm bummed out. Sorry. It's okay. It's Cheeto's fault. Maybe, um, like Pringles will make one. Because, you know, they won't use that any That would be weird. If they made Nashville Hot Cheetos from Pringles. I meant, like, Nashville Hot Pringles. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, right, right, yeah. That uh, yeah. I got you. I'm there. I got there. We got we got there together, you know? I feel like I was already there, but I brought well, you along. Okay, that we'll call it that. <laughs> okay. Zach goes and pays for everything. <laughs> Gets some snacks for everybody and we eat them. It'll be like a thirty minute walk to the cabin from there. Are we just eating as we go through the woods? Okay. Uh, are you? Yeah. Uh, God, if we're doing that, Zach will like get some snacks for Axe and Savannah too. Throw them in the bag. Mushroom jerky and everything. <laughs> yeah, whatever Savannah's favorite gas station snack is. Obviously, Slim Jims. <laughs> like. <laughs> Sunflower seeds. Hot sunflower seed. Nashville hot sunflower seed. <laughs> yeah. Dylan and Cameron are just like walking behind, throwing food at each other's faces. Catch this one. Dylan has slushy like on her shirt from where she tried to catch like <laughs> a, a thing of slushy that he flicked at her from the end of his straw. He accidentally like just caught up in the moment, throws one of the Cheetos. <laughs> oh, yeah, he absolutely does. Do you want me to roll to see if she catches it without thinking? Yeah. Like Dex? Yes. This is going to be a crit 20. I know it. Oh, oh my oh, God. Thank goodness. <laughs> the Cheeto flies through the air and you see like the dust just flying off of it. It flips over and over. She reaches for it. She full on dives. Yeah, she goes for it and misses. And then she's like, oh, shit. Thank God. Yeah, it's just in front of you now as you, like, have jumped out for it and went to your hands and knees as it dropped to the ground in front of you. And you're like, I smack him <laughs> on the shoulder. Dude. Dude, I forgot. They were just oh, good. She's like, I forgot to. I forgot to. I forgot to. Yeah. You want to try it again? And he no pulls more, another. No. No more food <laughs> throwing. No more. All right. Aww. Told you they were adults. Sorry, Dad. Yeah. Tech throws food at his <laughs> face. <laughs> she, she throws something back. Savannah, you hear this back and forth as they approach the porch of the cabin. I like to imagine that they walk in and, like, Savannah and Aximili are just very civilized eating peanut butter sandwiches around the table. <laughs> like, just, like, full plates and everything. You no know what's happening touching is Savannah has no. <laughs> Savannah has a sandwich on her plate that she is cutting <laughs> little pieces out of. Yeah, Max is definitely in human morph sitting with you, Eden. 
Is Savannah teaching him table manners? Yeah. I think it was. I think that it was. It would be totally like something that she would be like. This is how to be uber formal, and it would just be for this second. I don't think she would be insisting on this at all. Everything like he's sitting correctly. He's got like his left hand in his in his lap with his napkin in it, and just his right hand sitting on the table. The sandwich is gone. No crumbs. No drops of jelly. No anything. And he has jelly and stuff all over his face. But he looks like he's been. Trying to have Are there good any bites manners. out of the plate. Uh, no, <laughs> he's lying. Um, Zach comes in and like puts a bag of National Hot, the National Hot Cheetos in front of him. Here you go, man. What are these? Uh, delicious. You'll love them. And then he gives a bag of spicy sunflower seeds to Savannah. Oh, thank you. Ah, you're welcome. Max reaches into the bag, opens the bag, reaches in, and eats one of these Cheetos, and all decorum goes out of the window. He's, yeah. <laughs> there's Cheeto dust flying everywhere. Savannah's, like, grabbing the papers that are too close to him and moving them away. Cameron's watching. I wish I had a cell phone. Where's the cell phones? <laughs> Zach starts, because, yeah, good call, and, like, starts filming it. I imagine, you know, like when you give your cat catnip and you just watch them go crazy. It's I feel like it's the same thing. Like I just intr- I threw this grenade in and I was just like, eh. great. Just rubbing his face in it. Yeah. He's got the bag open. Just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how's it going? Fine. Okay. Um. We're here. Okay, sorry, that was just kind of a weird, auspicious start. Did you guys get good sleep last night? Yes, Aximilly didn't. I will be fine. I can sleep now. If you'd like. We don't have too long. He uh, wipes the Cheeto dust off his mouth and his eyes are bloodshot from like being in the bag with all the dust. But he starts to demorph and go to like the corner of his little dining room and look out the window. You see him start to droop a little bit after a while. Dylan is just sitting there like, it's so cute though. Hey, let's get some whipped cream and a feather. No, man. Oh, but like, what if we did though? We can make him look like some Millie Claus. I need you guys to know that I would do that to each and every one of you. So that is the trust level that we're at, okay? Like, I, I'm telling you now, so you don't not expect it. Here's the thing. I would do it to all of you, but all of you don't have a butcher knife on a whip attached to your body. That's also a very good point. Hmm. Do we have to whisper? Is it going to wake him up if we just talk? I can't. I'm still awake. Oh! Uh, oh! Oh! Hey! We we weren't talking about you. I was. Back with. We're gonna go in the living room. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Zach goes to the living room. Is that where the monitors are set up? They're in the. <laughs> They're in the dining room? Yeah. Okay. Zach goes back to the dining room. 
Cameron like walks out with him and then tiptoes back in. Hey, it's alright. Just kind of realized we might need to look at these. Um, you have an idea like how to kind of get her out of here yet? Yeah, I have a couple ideas. Okay. I think that there's still the idea of using one of the crystals. Accidentally hasn't been having much luck with it, but I think the option should be on the table. There's the idea still of getting her out of here with monitoring the setup, having her call me, check in, that kind of a thing. But I kind of had a third idea after yesterday. And that's, Cameron, a little bit of your idea, actually, um, with a few modifications. If Xander's people are that advanced, couldn't they hide her with themselves? And then we have someone on the inside with them. That's a great fucking idea. Double agent. You could ask. I think we should ask. What if we don't ask? What if we make it a condition? Condition of helping? Yes. Could. Maybe we could see how amicable they are to it and then decide in the moment if it's a condition or an ask. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is like, maybe we don't want to come too aggressive. But I'd rather be on friendly terms with them, I think, than, you know. And then we can go and get information from Katie in person and play with all those dogs you talked about. Yeah, I mean, once she's down with the chi, if this works out, there's nothing to say that we aren't chi too. And then maybe she would think that we're chi. So we could go to her as humans is what I'm trying to say. So I'm having to be more. Oh, she's not going to think at least a couple of us are chi, right? Yeah, she's not going to think that I am a chi. Yeah. Why? I, I told you already that I know her. And and that I know her, too. You could have been a Chi your whole life. and She just never knew. I just don't know if she's going to buy that. Well, okay. And also, that's a dangerous game if she's going to become a resource on the Chi. Her knowledge will soon surpass her own. I guess the thing is, like, can the Chi restrain her if she decides she's going to leave? Is that considered a violence? Dylan laughs and she's like, yeah, they can really restrain her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but would they? Oh, That's what yeah. I'm yeah. Is, yes. You yeah. think? Oh, are you? He stepped on me and I, I, there was no chance I was moving. I he couldn't held, even move an inch. Yeah. And he was a polar bear. Keeping her there, would they consider that an act of violence? So they wouldn't do it. I've thought about that, too. What if we tell him? Oh, wait. Yeah, you go. No, go on, Dylan. No. All right, fine. I've thought about that, too, and we could always, if we must, create a promise of violence if they do not. 
Oh, yeah, that's similar to what I was going to say. Holy shit. Savannah is badass. I think there's already a promise of violence, frankly, if she if she got out. So. Yeah, exactly. We would be killed. The Yerks would do it. Yeah. Or infested. Or infested and then killed. Do you want me to reach out to Xander? Yes, please. Okay. Zach takes his phone out. Really quick, are we saying, like, we'll help them? I think we have to. I think we were all agreed last night that we've yeah. just got to. I, I kind of feel like they can't do anything um, unless we help them. We just can't let that tech fall to the Yerks either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, there's that for sure. So, I'm in. I'm in too. Cameron? Max? Yeah. I am trying to sleep. I am already in. Okay. My bad, dog. Do you want some, like, a, a blanket or? No, I have fur. I'm good. Okay. Sugar dreams. Dylan just looks at everybody. Savannah's, like, just gonna mouth back mm. to Dylan. Sweet dreams. Oh. Um. Alright, so Zach's messaging Xander. Hey, man. Hello. We're down. Kind of want to talk. That's wonderful news. I can meet you wherever, whenever. I look at the room and I go, uh, do we, where do we want to meet them and when? I could tell them to come here. No. What's a good place to meet on the way to the observatory? Because I think we're going to have to head that direction. Yeah. Um, he like looks. Um, should we just say the gardens? It's a little bit out of our way, but. Sure. Why not? All right. Okay. Meet at the gardens. Uh, what time? How long will it take us to get there? We should give Axe time to actually sleep instead of harassing him continually. Um, let's plan while we're here and meet him early afternoon. Harass him one more minute, though. Sorry, Max, how long do you need to sleep? Longer now. I need about six hours. To be fully rested, I could get by with four. Okay, are we good with, uh, six and a half? Well, that takes us too close to 7 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll give him four, and then travel time. It's almost an hour and a half or so from here to the gardens, if we're flying. So that would be four hours plus a couple hours travel time. That's 6 p.m. That's cutting it real close. Isn't that how we do everything? I mean... I kind of don't, I don't want to give my dad an opportunity to even get to work, preferably. <laughs> um, that would be my, but I'll, I mean, whatever you guys think is a good plan, I'll do that. Um, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to risk it. Zach just kind of puts his hands up and looks at Savannah. 
Maximilian, you have an hour and a half. I'm sorry. And then we're going to go. We'll meet him at the gardens. Tell him we'll be there at four. I will be grumpy. We'll get you a, a five hour row. You'll be good. Yeah, meet us at the gardens at four. We'll do. In front of the wolves? Don't even want to go in. Just front gate. I will see you then. That should give us enough time to get to your house, Dylan, before your dad leaves. Now, we think, I think what we should do is just try to keep him from leaving, try to keep him from going there. Maybe we can have two teams, one that's just keeping Dylan's dad on his toes and moving, and another one that's going in to do the sort of tech overwrite kind of plan. Yeah, let's let's move to the living room, give Max some space, and then throw some ideas around so I could try to get into the traffic light systems and like fuck up traffic in that area maybe get the DOT uh, to block off some roads you can do that yeah traffic systems have terrible security hmm. not the cameras and stuff but like lights are you know pretty bad where do you do it from? Just my laptop. You can do that now? No, no. I have to I have to be in town. To hook up to the system? Yeah, you gotta get to, you know, like one of the the traffic poles, you know, where they've got hook ins and stuff. Because maintenance workers have to use this shit all the time. And then you hook in and then you can do stuff from there. You gotta get past a couple of passwords and stuff, but. Hmm. That's some Mission Impossible shit. Again, I'm not looking at cameras. That stuff does have pretty decent security. I'm just talking about changing light patterns or something. Perhaps you can do that early enough in the day on your way to the observatory, and you can get a few roads shut down, but still get yourself to the observatory well ahead of them so that you and Aximili can try to do the copying over the data and layering it. So you just want us to like make it look like there was a glitch and make it look like we copied something, like something got copied or whatever. That was the idea. Like a mirroring. I think Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong, that's what we want to try to do so they don't want to infest him anymore. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. Like, something... I, I hate this so much, but something that seems like it's a really simple mistake that he should have checked for. Okay, so... Guy got too excited about something to, to look at it, and... Oh, what if he loses his job or something? Like, do we want to do that? I think we want to try to not make him lose his job, but that would keep him safe. Okay. Let me let me start doing some research. Um, Zach, if he's got his laptop with him, he pulls his laptop out. And really, he's going to start looking at the kind of code that is used in, you know, large telescope arrays or, or whatever. And see if he can 
get on some websites, uh, you know, GitHub and stuff to like see if there are common mistakes that are missed and stuff like that. And he's going to start trying to put together ahead of time a plan for how he's going to go in and adjust this code. So he wants it to look like something that anybody could have missed it. He probably should have double checked, but like something that's understandable. So he's not a total moron. You know what I mean? But that that is an obvious error that someone else during this meeting will go, Oh, well that's obviously just a, this is a copy of your original data. This is wrong. Uh, you can give me an investigation check with advantage because you're good on computers. Okay. Crit one. Crit one. You start to, you know, look up different stuff about the telescope and try to figure out how you can make this, this mistake look believable. And it leads you down a path to where almost to where you got to hack into stuff to see research and stuff you actually hack into one of the databases for the observatory and you mess up and they block your computer out your ip or your whatever on your computer is now a known like a red flag yeah great i guess i didn't have a vpn active like some kind of idiot i mean you probably did it's just Maybe they're just that good. Zach just kind of closes his laptop and goes, Okay, well, I won't be able to use my computer. Not for this. I can still try to do it with the traffic thing. Okay, so another stipulation of this plan is you must have your laptop with you at all times? No, not necessarily. Okay. What's the alternative? I might be able to do stuff in, in there on their computers. So, like, that's fine. But it would have been nice to do it without having to go in the building. I think there's no getting around. We have to probably go in the building. Oh, uh, for sure now. Yeah. Plus, if we can keep my dad home, I guess if I can keep my dad home, you guys can get in and see who he was going to meet with. Oh, that reminds me. Um, maybe not super relevant right now, but I did notice that there was a person in the Chapman's house last night, and it seemed like he was going into the that office that you described. Just, okay. I know, that's a side thing, but I did notice it yesterday, and I figured I should let you know. Interesting. Yeah, okay. they weren't home. Oh, and they, their house is for sale now. I wonder if they're dismantling the underground communications area. Oh, yeah, they could be. Maybe it's a maintenance guy, that's what you're thinking? Potentially. Yeah. Dylan, I don't think you should be at home with your dad alone, trying to keep him away. I think two people minimum would be great. I think you and Cameron, at least. Do you want me to stay with you and help with your dad, keeping him away? Uh... I think, I think that, no, no, me and Cameron can do it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry, just so I'm clear, Dylan, are you going to be there as yourself? 
At home? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Is that the best approach, do you think? Like, do you want your dad thinking that you're trying to keep him from going to this thing? No, of course I don't want him to think that I'm trying to keep him away from it. But I gotta... I, I, I mean... I'm just, you know, if he catches on or anything, I don't want him to be able to put the blame directly on you. You know what I don't, I'm saying? I don't think he's going to catch on. Okay. All right. Just putting out all considerations, you know? Mm-hmm. We can also have Cameron doing other things that are outside of just what Dylan's going to be doing. Yeah, I could yeah. pop his tires. Yes. That's a thing you could do, actually. Yeah. Dylan, if you hit his phone, then he wouldn't be able to call an Uber after that. And he'd kind of be stuck. Okay, yeah. That's true. How close are you to a bus stop? Like, would he... Pretty is close. There, is there a bus that runs that night? I don't know if it runs... I mean, that late at night is what I meant. Uh, Dylan, I would think you you know that after midnight, all the buses around Ocean Grove stop, and the only way to get around is the Midnight Swan. Mm-hmm. The, it's a ferry. Yeah, even if he can get a bus, if you mess with the traffic lights and create a big traffic jam, he's still not going to get there in time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you'd have to walk, and that would take forever. Yeah. I'm also thinking, like, if you can delay him just enough to miss a certain bus, then he wouldn't be able to get to the next bus in time, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, um, how often do buses leave from the stop by their house? The re- other buses run every hour, like the ones throughout the city. So, he would need to be on a bus by 8? In order to make it to the meeting? Yeah. Oh, no, because it's going to be a... There's travel time, too. Oh, no, so it'd be the 8 o'clock. So you'd have to delay him. It looks like, according to this, you'd have to delay him past the... Uh, there's a bus that leaves at, like, 8.04 from your bus stop. That's the one that you'd have to keep him past. So after that, you're home free. If you can hide his phone and Cameron takes care of his tires. If we if we need to, yeah. He doesn't rollerblade or anything, right? Like... <laughs> Do we think Chad could help us take out another subset of stoplights? Probably. We should text him. Yeah. If I'm going to do stuff with the traffic lights, I probably need to leave before we're going to meet the Chi. Okay. So I'll probably be heading back soon. So I'll tell him to meet me at the Starbucks at the mall. Probably around, what time is it? And he, like, checks the time. It's, what, one? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just call it one right now. I want to say he's, he needs to meet me by like 2.45. I need to leave in about 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, Chad uh, thumb, thumbs up, likes your messages, and says, I'll be there. Do you need to include Bart, too, just so he's not left out? Yeah, I'll tell him to grab Bart. As I'm doing that, I'm going to look at Savannah and be like, um... Do you want to talk about Bart at all? Maybe not right now, but... I do, but not in the way you think. Oh. You know how in past 
wars and things like that, there is a cyanide pill, you know, a last-ditch kind of effort. Yeah? What would you guys think about giving them each a black crystal in case they got caught as one last-ditch effort to get out of there? Whoa. What's a black crystal? A crystal from... Do you remember those? From the launchers? Oh, those... That thing... He, looked, he looks over at Zach. You took one of those things. You got real big and strong. Is that a black one? The black ones are strength, I believe. We can check the list again to make sure. It gives them something to, to take in case they need it. Exactly. Okay. They could get out of For a situation. For a second, I was thinking it might have been a cyanide pill. No, apologies. It was the concept, not the <laughs> actuality. Yeah, I got you. Um, Yeah. That's probably a great idea. Yeah. I'm more and more leaning towards, like, people that know need a way to defend themselves rather than just being out on their own. I was thinking the same. That's why I'm, like, not super worried about Grant, because I know that he can morph and he can get away. And he's an asshole, but he's not stupid. I'm not worried about him getting hurt. I'm worried about him bringing down shit on us. No, I'm worried about him getting caught. Yeah. Same same page. If he gets caught, then it's a problem, but he can morph and get out of situations. And I'm like, some kind of defense would be good. So, yeah, Black Crystals. Maybe the same idea for Katie, even though well, she's going to be with the Chi, hopefully. But We only have three. Yeah. I've already got my big Get Strong pill, so. Okay. And he, like, slightly morphs into kombucha, just so you can see the orange hair and it comes back out. Alright, maybe you should take them, those crystals, today if you can. If you can carry them. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, I was just thinking, how are we going to get back to them in time? We're going to have to morph. Yeah. Just something to keep in mind. Is if we're taking things back. Could you, your guys, uh, you're not going to be able to take a bus. Nope, we all have to morph. Well, yeah, you won't be able to get back in time. Shit. This is why I need a pelican. Because I can carry all our stuff. We can go get one. We got time right now? I don't think we do. Zach tries to do some math. <laughs> it's like, I don't see how we could. We're just going to have to come back here at the end of the night. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll stay here tonight. And he, like, texts his dad and says, Staying over at Savannah's, I'll be safe. And then in a second message, he just writes, Trust me. A few minutes later, you get a text back that says, Okay, be safe. We love you. And then immediately after, your phone rings and it's your dad's cell phone calling you. Uh, he like just kind of steps out of the room real quick. He goes, Hey, dad, what's up? N nothing. You don't hear anything back for a second? And then you hear some, like, 
rustling off in the distance, and you hear muffled voices saying, Yeah, he's not coming home tonight, sweetie. We have the house all to ourselves. Click. Zach goes back in the room. False alarm. Are they okay? Right, so I can come back here tonight. I'll take the shift, so to speak. Okay. Although, if anybody asks, Van, I'm at your house. Absolutely. I'll leave my shit here. It's fine. All right, uh, I kind of got a veil. Where are those crystals at? Oh, they're in axes. I'll go in there. He can be mad at me. And she'll <laughs> go grab them. Uh, yeah, as you wrestle through the bags, one of the stock eyes is open and staring as you, at you as you look up. She will pretend not to notice. <laughs> Makes a little mad. Like a little angry. Yeah. Zach kind of just grabs those. He's like already taking off his outer clothing and kind of like folding it up neatly and putting it on a table or whatever. Um, I think I can handle Chad and Bart by myself. Yes. Uh, and I'll talk to Chad and he and I can work on the traffic system thing. Try to get something going. Just let Axe sleep until you guys leave for the gardens. Yes. Please stress to Chad and Bart that this is a last ditch scenario and we don't we really can't give them any more of these. Yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, I think I can convince them, but you know, I can't. I can't control what they do. So I know. All right, all right. Um, later. See you at the gardens. Four o'clock. And he uh, steps out to the porch and starts morphing uh, red tail kind of steps on each crystal grabs it with his talons and then takes off. He's got one in each talon. They're not heavy at all. And you head back towards the city. Mm -hmm. To the mall. Cameron looks like he's just getting up, starting to stretch like he's getting ready. And he says, so here we go. Yep. Here we go. We got this. Dylan, I'll be ready. I'll be outside whenever you're ready. Yeah. He kind of like pats Savannah as he walks walks out. I think once he turns, like once he's walking out, Savannah's going to kind of turn towards Dylan and not like aggressively cut her off, but just like block her for a quick second from going outside and just saying, remember, small, we are making sure he's not getting there. We're not going to be making any life-altering, massive decisions tonight to stop your dad from going there. We're, we've got this. We're going to keep him safe. Dylan's kind of got her hands in her pockets, and she's like, mm-hmm, no, no, no explosions. Yep, not blowing up any schools today. Not, got it. Not just that. You too. Not blowing me up. Got it. Right. No no drugs. I won't do any drugs. Got it. Minor explosions are probably okay. Oh, sweet. I might I might do a few of those. But I won't do any drugs. Great. And she's gonna start to walk out. Um and she's gonna get to the door and like sort of turn around and be like, Is 
Do you do you know if Katie's okay? Um she's we're working on it. She's I don't know. I don't know. Okay. She starts to turn around again and she turns back and she's like she's kind of the only one who stayed friends with me throughout everything. So like any anything if she needs anything. Anything. And she just turns and walks out. Savannah will just let her go. Dylan, as you walk outside, you see an osprey kind of preening his feathers, sit, just standing in this clearing in front of the cabin. He looks up when you come out. Uh, Dylan's going to pull her hands out of her pocket and then, like, reach down to take off her shoe. And I'm probably going to have to slide a hand this. Uh, stick the baggie underneath her foot. Uh, yeah, give me a slide of hand <laughs> as he watches with his osprey eyes. Yeah, for real. Damn it. Are you exhausted? I think I have one level. He's going to roll. He has to roll under seven, and he gets advantage. As he's looking at you and you go to slip this in your shoe, you drop it right on the ground in front of you. And he looks at it, and he looks at you. <sighs> About that. Savannah. You need to come out here. Dylan snatches it off the ground real fast. Savannah will, at that tone, hurry outside. 